In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pretend for a moment that everyone you know is reading a certain book. That's all they're talking about, this book. People at work are talking about the book. Your friends are talking about the book. Everybody's talking about this particular book. So you go home, get online, order it from Amazon, because you want to talk about the book. One lady at Brentland asked me, what's the book? <laughs> like, work with me here, people. So you order the book online, and you anxiously await the arrival so that you can start reading. And if you're a good Amazon customer, you know you can get online and see when it's going to be shipped to your house, and you can follow the book. So you get online, and it's Sunday afternoon, and it's Tuesday, the book's going to be here. Yes! So you plan your day around this book arriving at your house. You're going to build a fire, curl up with the book. You've got the whole afternoon blocked out to read. You're so excited. Tuesday comes, no book. Ah! So the book comes on Wednesday. So how are you feeling about the book? You're angry. The book didn't show up on Tuesday. It's almost ruined it for you. Now you don't even know if you want to read the book. Had you ordered the book from the good bookstore, Jane would have set your expectations correctly. <laughs> Let's back up. Let's say that on Sunday afternoon you got on Amazon and you see that the book was going to be shipped and arrive on Thursday. Okay, Thursday. So you start thinking, I can get to read this book on Thursday. Well, you come home from work on Wednesday. The book is there. Now how do you feel about the book? You're happy about the book. It's there a day early. You can't wait to get it in the house, and you rip off the package, and you start reading the book. Well, guess what? In both scenarios, the book gets there on Wednesday. One scenario, we're really upset. The other scenario, we're deliriously happy. What's the difference? The difference is, our expectation. We expected the book to be there Tuesday. When it wasn't, we're disappointed. When we expected the book to be there on Thursday and it came early, we were happy. Expectations can really determine how we react to life. So let me ask you this. What expectation do you have this year for Christmas? What expectation do you have for the day? What expectation do you have for the people in your life? What expectation do you have for your spiritual life? 
Are you setting yourself up? Where do the expectations come from? For us, many expectations can come from the ads we see on TV that are with us from Halloween till Christmas Day. Images of the perfect family, of beautiful children dressed in beautiful coats and hats and mittens, happily going out to cut down a Christmas tree with the sun shining and the bright white snow and happy-faced people. Have you ever cut a Christmas tree down? In upstate New York, there's mud, the kids' noses are running, people are struggling to get it on top of the car, there's rusty saws and twine, and husband and wife barely under control, one on one side of the car, the other on the other side of the car, and you're thinking, why didn't we just get the artificial tree we should have gotten at Kmart when I was in there and I told you, you know, hello? (laughs) We lose so much with unrealistic expectations. And sometimes things happen that cause us to have expectations that we have to really stop and look at what's really going on. The letter from St. Paul to Thessalonians was a letter to help them with unrealized expectations. St. Paul had gone to Thessalonia and preached the gospel of Jesus to them. He revved them all up. They were excited. These were hard-working, blue-collar people. And they needed the message that came from St. Paul. But part of his message was that Jesus was going to come back almost immediately. And they were waiting for Jesus waiting for the second coming to happen. But it didn't happen. And then people started to die in the church. And the Thessalonians, they didn't know what was, happen- what was going to happen to the people who had died. They didn't know what was going to happen. And they were worried and anxious because where was Jesus? He was supposed to be coming. And their lives were centered around that. It was almost like they were sitting on their rooftops waiting for Jesus to show up. So St. Paul had to send them this letter to tell them that he wanted to be with them face to face to help them with what was lacking in their faith. And that while they're waiting, that he hoped that they would increase in love Because that's what we do as Christian people centered around Christ. That God's love abounds in us and that we show that love to others. And that when we're so expecting something to happen that we don't live in the moment, which is where God's love is. God's love is in the moment, right here, right now. Love is a relational emotion that we feel in the moment. And when the anxiety about the future takes over ourselves, we cannot feel the love that's here in the moment. 
So this was a very anxious community. They, had, they were like a deer in the headlights. They had stopped doing everything because they were waiting. And when we just wait, we miss what's in the moment. When we become a community about the future, when we become a community that's full of anxiety about the future, we miss what's right here, right now, in the moment. Because although Advent is a time of waiting, it's how we wait that is most important. That we don't wait as a people of expectation or a people of entitlement, but we wait as the beloved children of God, knowing that we're loved right here, right now. And that because we're loved right here, right now, we will continue to be loved and we can let go of our unrealistic expectation and just have a sense of anticipation of greater growing love.